Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This program is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you like what you hear and want to support our work, please make a donation at fundraiser.resonance.fm. Welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show and my name is Steve Curran. Hello to you, I am Simon Byron. And it's me, I'm Anne Scalfabry. <laughs> what a lovely intro. We nailed it, didn't we? We did, yeah. Well, you know, it's just as well we were officially recognised as professionals. <laughs> or were we? Well, we'll, well, find, well, out. we'll, we'll find, find out. We'll find, we'll find out, out, won't we, later in the show? No spoilers. Welcome to One Life Left. Thanks. I've seen a lot of you kids recently. You have. So you're really bored of us. <laughs> just, you know, running out of sort of pleasantries. Yeah. How are you? Oh, I know I saw you Friday yeah. and Tuesday and Monday. Yeah. God, that is a lot. It isn't it? And we've got more coming up. You two do. Loads. Um, are you well, though? Did you have a pleasant weekend? I left you at the Mariochi on Friday. Yeah. Uh, it, was, oh, it, was, it was a nice one, wasn't it? It was a good one. Wasn't it? Everyone was really, really well. well. I wonder, we went with Bohemian Rhapsody early, yeah, maybe, didn't we? Maybe, maybe that's set on the yeah. scene. I don't know. Maybe we don't need to build. Uh, pleasant weekend? Very, very excellent okay. weekend. Congratulations, happening. of course, Anne. Thank you. What is it you're doing? Like, you announced something today, didn't you? Yeah. And it can't be that you're getting married, because we know about that. Yeah, we know that that's happened. In, that is happening. Right, <laughs> okay. Uh, so I've started um, a sort of company. Sort of. <laughs> right. Uh, with Jamie Firth, oh, yeah. who is a freelance game producer. And now I'm one. And we're just doing that together. Did you know about this, Steve? She mentioned it when we... I don't really, I wasn't really well, listening. Yeah. I asked if she cleared it with HR. Yeah. And it turns out she has. And HR are completely fine with yeah, it. Yeah, HR, HR has actually like, has been promoting it a lot today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what are you called? We are called Monkey99. Okay. Why? Uh, for reasons, Steve. Uh, Which reasons? Yeah. Because uh, it's a theory. And it's very interesting if you look into it. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to look into it right now, but you're being obstructive. I am. Um, but essentially, uh, if you make video games and you need someone to freelance produce it... Steve, it sounds to me like she's here. slagging you off. 
Me? If you yeah. stay, if you I thought someone. she was looking at you. I don't make video games You anymore. have done. I'm a hobbyist as opposed to a pro. Am I a pro? Well, you, you know, you made beep, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Out of pixel glass. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, is true. Yeah. Well, you know what? Um, I'll look into it, but I'll have to Google... Uh, 99 monkeys first. monkey 99 monkey yeah. 99 to find out what that means okay, good. well congratulations congratulations should we, should we do something Steve you and I yeah let's work on it let's okay. brainstorm it and if you've got an idea of what me and Simon should <laughs> should do and should it is do. and it's broadcastable could do uh, please write into team at onelifeleft.com uh, it's not just us in the studio this evening uh, delighted to be joined by Gary Birchall hello Gary hello thank you for coming in uh, you're from Fireblade, Fireblade Software. Fireblade Software, welcome. And you're making a game called Abandon Ship. That's correct. Uh, thanks for coming in. You come all the way from Portsmouth. Uh, well, I was in Portsmouth today, but... So you've uh, come all the way, from, even <laughs> though you don't live in Portsmouth. No, I don't. I've right? gone via Portsmouth. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> Thanks for coming in. Uh, we'll be chatting to you in, in, uh, in detail shortly, awesome. but uh, we'll start the show as we always do, and that is with Anne's News. Seven oh four on Monday, the seventeenth of October. I'm Anne Scantlebury, and this is the news. A group of voice actors in America have gone on a video game strike. The Screen Actors Guild, American Federation of Television and Radio Artists, has told its members to withhold voice acting, motion or performance capture and performing stunts from a list of game publishers until they agree to a list of demands. The publishers include Activision, Warner Brothers and Take-Two. These demands include capped residual or back-end pay on games that have gone on to be successful, a two-hour limit on sessions that are stressful on the voice, more transparency and information about what actors will be working on, and better supervision for stunt work. I am sure we've had this story haven't before. We? Yeah, they've been threatening it, haven't they? The voice yeah, actors. Doing it. They? Mm, but I, I'm talking like maybe a couple of years ago. Yeah, a few no, years it, it ago doesn't matter. We went through this. We should get them on to talk about it. Should get them on to talk about it. But they won't it. talk. But, <laughs> <laughs> but if they did, they'd have wonderful voices. Well, unless they'd we be scabbed if they spoke then, though, wouldn't <laughs> yeah. they, during that time? So the problem is the residuals. This is I, I remember talking about this on this show before. Um, you can normally it. have a buyout mm. that clears all of that. Yep. But right, they are that saying sounds... that, uh, so that. So what they're saying is that that is um, a. Uh, so in America, it's very different. Um, in the UK, uh, in America, they are it, similar principles, but they are working on um, contracts that haven't been uh, renegotiated for twenty years. And obviously, video games have grown a lot, and they're saying, guys, come on, you've got bigger, you've got to renegotiate these contracts as well. Um, they're very, very used to having residuals and back end pay uh, on things. I mean, buyouts are there, but. You know, is it fair? Isn't it fair? Like, you used to who work, am I to you, say? Well, you used to work in the uh, voice recording biz, didn't you? Yes. What deals did you offer? Uh, I didn't deal with the. Uh, I didn't what were your deal with the money like? side of it. But <laughs> the point that they make about um, so what they're saying is uh, when doing like things like death grunts, uh, battle <sighs> bots, and things like things like that. Right. They say doing them for more than two hours can be incredibly harmful to your voice. And as a voice actor, that's how you make your money. If you own it you're out of a job. Right. Uh, and they're saying they want to have um, a maximum of two hours, but um, with a minimum of four hours pay. Right, so do I. 
<laughs> How do I sign up? Yeah. Uh, just get really good at doing those noises. Uh, zombie number three in Deadly yeah. Premonition, of course. So I know, Simon, I know. I, I have sympathies get? with you, Troy Baker. What's your uh, um, voice visual? memos? Right, I'm a specialist yeah. in you are. voice memos. And so I'm, I'm soon to be in Behold the Kickman. Okay, we are with you. Are we yeah. not all in that? I am, yeah. Hold on, what yeah. do you know? Did you sign the, your release? <laughs> I don't know. What Did about you sign your I'm holding out for four hours' pay <laughs> exactly. for two hours' work. <laughs> Looks like Red Dead Redemption 2 is on its way. How do we know? Because Rockstar spent today putting out subtle tweets and getting everyone talking. There have been a few leaks before this, but whoa, this is the real stuff. Two pictures with red as a prominent colour. No other information. This is exciting. Well done, Rockstar, on making it to the second news story with the colour red. What I like about that news story is that was a microcosm of something you you sort of alluded to in a tweet did. today. I did. <laughs> like, there's nothing to say, but she has a word count to hit. No, perfect. And actually, she, you didn't go over I the didn't end. Go you didn't over, no. go off no. the bed. No. no. Um, yeah, I was just uh, reading some of these stories this morning. Um, uh, Kotaku, I think, got 20 paragraphs out of this. Our favourites. Eurogamers was, was a very, very it's long article. Absolutely. With I, if, updates. If there, is, if there was nothing, uh, there's, there's no better way of illustrating the absolute disparity between so, the speed of social communications and the catch up of, of traditional media. Uh, it was insane. Why on earth did, you, did anybody need to write that much about the colour red? <laughs> colour red is romantic. And angry at the same time. What do we know so far about the colour red? It's out there. Update. There's more red. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine how... Um, yeah, like the effort. I wanted to... Um, and I couldn't do this in 140 characters. I wanted to work out what the economic um, consequence of Rockstar tweeting the colour red was and paying the games journalists who had to write about this on a Sunday overtime. <laughs> oh, am I right, Troy Baker? Um, or maybe they have to write for a minimum of two hours. <laughs> Perhaps that's what it was. But, um, but yes, it's like, you know, you get up on a Sunday morning, you're thinking, oh, I'm not going to do much. Rockstar tweets the colour red. You've got to get 20 paragraphs out of it that are just redundant words. Do we know what hexadecimal code it was, the red? Oh, that's no, Could have been a clue. Did someone do some research into that? Yeah. Mm. Uh, All those words and no hexadecimal codes. <laughs> they updated it. Uh, so it was just colour red earlier, the red Rockstar logo. And then? And then they put some characters and oh. a sunset, didn't they? Or the sunrise or... I don't know. There's no perspective. So, that could be two paragraphs there. Is the sun going up or is it coming down? We don't know. Is it well, the day where maybe there's a day-night cycle? I can't how many horse men or women there were i didn't know there were seven That's another so that could be a clue Ooh. seven what do we know about the number seven could seven be based on the movie seven exactly could be, <laughs> could be. So, <laughs> yeah um uh, but i mean so well played rockstar it's got everyone yeah. talking about it apart from you yet gary well and now I gary's loved, talking about it i loved it. red dead redemption so i'm extremely excited about the first one I even played the uh, undead nightmare the expansion right. yeah. and uh yeah just loved it so good i so i think I'm, I'm in as well i'm excited uh yeah perfect um perfect way to get everybody excited so uh looking forward to more news and what's the speculation <sighs> I mean, maybe there's going to be some more. <laughs> I, I'd like to say some other colours, but it doesn't seem right. likely. When do we think it's going to come out? Next year. Oh, yeah, no, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is October. So, right, good. good, I'm excited. Yeah. 
controller news. First up, Valve is developing a new controller for the HTC Vive. Spotted at the Steam Dev Days conference, it looks like they strapped to your hand so you can play with an open palm. Valve hasn't given any details about them yet. And in other controller news, Steam will support PS4 controllers natively on PC. Apparently it has a lot of overlapping features with the Steam controller. That's all for controller news. More controller news next week. <laughs> is that a promise? Yeah. Is it? I'm looking forward to yeah. it. Maybe you want your own section, do you? Yeah, a little. let's do a little spin-off. And takes control. Yes. Yeah? Very good. Very right. good, yeah. Good. Um, do we know anybody that played with what, what are the overlapping features between the PS4 controller and the Steam controller? Uh, swipey thing? S- Touchscreen? Swipey thing. That's what it's called, isn't it? It yeah. is. Swipey, yeah. thing. swipey thing. The swipey That's area. Swipey, yeah. swipey thing. Little swipey box. Right. Swipey box. <laughs> swipey box. Uh, what else? I mean, it doesn't really have a swipey box. Steam controllers. It has two swipey bits, which mimic the Dual Shocks. So, so it's kind of. I think it's quite different. Anyway, are you, are you, are you calling them out? I think mm. it's more similar to the Xbox pad, honestly. But they're going honestly. with this one first. They are going to bring other controllers uh, to. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is this the controller news you're going to drop next week? Yeah, Don't yeah, go yeah, too soon. On. I mean, yeah. It is. Okay. okay just, I mean, but keep, keep it on down there. Okay. Next week. We can okay. only take so much controller yeah. news. Exactly. So. Some great news for Americans. The results of a very old lawsuit against Sony have come in and, terms and conditions apply, you can claim 55 whole dollars from the company. The lawsuit was filed after a firmware update stopped Linux working on the PS3. The T's and C's are claiming are that you have to have purchased an original PS3 in the US between the 1st of November 2006 and the 1st of April 2010. Have proof of ownership and use of Linux on the console. If you can't do all of that, you can still claim $9 if you were going to use Linux or think your console lost value because you couldn't. Interesting. I, I, I ticked two of those boxes. You're not in the US, are you? No. Oh, <laughs> the boxes don't tick. So I put Linux on it, my PS3 didn't know what to do with it. But aren't your parents in the US? They are. So you could ship your... We'll ship them. <laughs> my PS3. <laughs> PS3. Yeah, but do you have proof of purchase in the US? Mm. Knock up a receipt. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Uh, don't do that. That would be no, illegal. Be really don't illegal do that. Fraud, but maybe. I did put Linux on my PS3, but then I didn't. Yeah, I was like, why did have you, I done that? I did use it. Did you use the, uh, did you the firmware update? Did that? Yeah, it took Linux off it. Oh, you right. have to be, you have to Your story it. checks out. It does, doesn't it? Thanks, <laughs> Tony. I'll have $55, please. <laughs> Unless you bought it online, who has their proof of purchase from. From 2006, yeah. were we online then? I bought it from a game, I think. God, I remember them. Do you have the receipt? <laughs> I could probably email get. They've got nothing else to do. They, their profits dropped eighty one percent. They've got no. See, this is why you should be stapling your receipts, or probably taping them actually to um, hardware, uh, to the back of all of your uh, products. You're right. That you buy no, you, just no. in case. You uh, never don't know. start me that. You know, I um, I took the bold decision this uh, with my PSVR yeah. to throw the box away because no, normally I sort of you go in my attic, Anne. I'll be asking why you're in my attic. But if oh, you were yeah. up there, there's just boxes for stuff just in case I ever get find rid- your old Wii. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, <laughs> I've decided. I've decided, yeah, decided not. I've decided not to do that this time. But it sounds like I need to get back into yeah. it. You could. You, I mean, you too could end up in about ten years' time $55. with fifty-five dollars. Fifty-five dollars. Imagine what that'll be worth in <laughs> sterling. And finally, a man in England went missing for several hours, only to be found in VR. The handsome gentleman was expected home after a night out running a super cool event, and when he didn't show up, his awesome wife began to worry and alerted a smart and sophisticated friend. The situation was, was resolved when she discovered he'd come home, gone straight into VR, and didn't see any messages asking about his well-being. VR is here, and it's begun the c- process of consuming us all.
How do you know how pretty everyone is in the story? It's interesting, isn't it, Steve? Hmm. It's interesting. It's almost as though I've got an inside track. Tell me more. What happened on Friday night, Simon? Yeah, I got back, didn't I? I went straight to the... I got the train home and put the VR headset on. Oh, no. <laughs> and I got a message from Kate going, no, don't mind if Simon's gone out with you guys. It's just um, he said he'd be back and, and he's not. Um, I'm just a bit worried. I was, actually, turns out I was still in London, wasn't I? In the London heist. <laughs> I, was really, I was quite drunk and then uh, the VR set was there. And, I, yeah, it's a good job that... I mean, I don't know whether Sony is recording everything that the camera sees all the time, but if they did, they would have seen a boozed-up man ducking and diving behind <laughs> imaginary barricades and stuff. Yeah, no, yeah. How sick does it make you feel after a couple of drinks? Well, I tell you what, it makes me feel stupid because I loaded the first thing I loaded up was Batman, and I couldn't get out of the Batcave. And I, when I did it the following morning, it's just so obvious. <laughs> Incredibly, I was like, I can't, what am I supposed to go next? Uh, so I did the London heist uh, for a bit, and uh, what I remember of that, it was quite spectacular. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have we had any reports of PSVR injuries yet? So I expect them to be arriving right now. No, we haven't no, no, quite no. yet. No, you've sat down for it though, aren't you? Really? So not in Batman or the London Heights. Oh, okay. mm. Involves some moving around actually. It's really confusing when you drive <laughs> a <bat>, drunk Batman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I try to start a fight with Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Sam. One life left. Video game news with This is Ember and Affection. It's from chipmusic.org. It is a piece of chip music. Uh, and you should go and listen to other songs there. I think this is brilliant. What are you up to, Anne? Listening. You weren't, though, <laughs> were you? What were you doing? I was playing Pokemon. Why? Um, I've got back into it. What's brought you back? I don't know. I started talking about it the other day, and then I was playing it uh, on a train... And it was quite fun uh, watching myself or my little person run whilst the train was going oh. and then trying to get all the poker stops along and who, seeing who, what... Uh, who, who have you buddied with? I haven't got one yet. What? What's wrong with you? I'm, I don't like to make connections. No, buddy... I just like to take, take, take. 
I, I have barely played it since I buddied with Mr. Mime. Yeah. Because I'm just happy. Oh, that's, that's all I good. need. I that found my Pokemon and I walk around with Mr. Mime now and he seems happy. And I'm happy too. And maybe Apart that's the ending. Puffer, maybe yeah. I've maybe that's fine. Didn't they remove the tracking, therefore making it much harder to actually find them, somebody told me recently. Did yes, they? they've taken out the the sort of local tracking so you can only see you can see which Pokemon are nearby but it doesn't tell you how close they are. I thought something had changed. I thought it was Nothing harder. gets past you, no. does it, news hound? No. Look, I thought something had changed. There's me and Mr. Mime. You showed us this last no, week. Well, I'm showing yeah. you now. I'm, I'm not... still proud. I still don't believe that that's a Pokemon. <laughs> uh, well, that's good news. Yeah. And that you're back into a video yeah. game. Are you going to be reviewing it later in the review section? Mm, maybe a little bit, but no. Ooh, someone's put a law nearby. Have you done that? No, 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 it's not me. It's not me! We're doing a radio show. A little professionalism, please. Interview. You're listening to One Life Left, the UK's favourite Pokemon radio show. Put it down, thank you. (laughs) Gary! Hello. Tell us about Pokemon Go. Um, How's it going? Very good, thank you. Uh, you, So you've uh, you've been around, haven't you? But we've we've never met. That is true. Uh, I... uh, Tell us about yourself. Joined the industry in 2002... Uh, stayed at uh, one company, which is Climax Studios, for about 13 years. Okay. And then uh, decided to go indie. Right. I've been doing that ever since. Wow, straight awesome. from Climax to indie. Yes. What were you doing at Climax? Uh, well, I started as QA and then left as executive producer. Wow. So, um, yeah, kind of seen the industry from yeah, yeah. quite a lot of different levels. Quite a few really. people go in at QA, though, don't they? It's, it's, a good, good, it's a good way to enter the industry. Yeah, I think... Um, Often it gets looked down upon quite right. a lot, even still. Um, I guess that's because there's a lot of people that kind of go into it and think, yeah, I'm just playing games. Right. Whereas, yeah, you know, yeah. actually, there's a lot more to it. Break games down. I think, yes. Yeah, part of that is that people see it as a route through to somewhere rather than an objective in itself, which I think, you know, is quite demoralising. If you want to be in QA and there are lots of junior game designers, would-be game designers joining going, yeah, I'm just biding my time until yeah. my... Till my opportunity. I've seen the secret of my success with Michael J. Fox. <laughs> this is how it works. That I'll be running me. Sony in a few years. Clearly. Me, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty solid career path in and of itself. What, yep. uh, so, so what prompted the move to Indy then? What, what was the last thing you did at Climax? I, I kind of... Uh, so uh, I, I did the uh, Assassin's Creed Chronicles trilogy. Okay. Uh, and don't get me wrong, I, I, I loved my job. But the uh, trouble is that I'm, I'm known to getting a bit of a bee in my bonnet and... I kind of got into industry for, for two reasons. I wanted to do the big AAA thing, which I tried, and it, it didn't work out as, as fun as I thought it would be. Um, and and the, the thing that was left was, was the indie thing. And I was like, well, I don't want to kind of look back and say I wish I was braver. So I thought, actually, let's just do it. So I did what, it. What were the chief concerns? Because uh, you mentioned earlier you've, you're, a, you're a father now, so you've got a family to support, yeah, I guess. So, so that, um, makes it, that makes the leap even more worrying, I guess. Yes. I had to sort of uh, make sure that I had the support from, from home as well because um, it's not the best thing to go home and right. say, hey, wife. <laughs> you, know. you know that money you like. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but, you know, I didn't want to do this and have the uh, you know have to have the kids on on pot noodles all of a sudden. So uh, you know we kind of worked out something of of how this could work. Okay, and of course having a production background, uh, I made sure it's all planned out very very well. 
And uh, yeah, so once all of that was in place, really, it was just a case of uh, I wanted to, to finish my project that yeah. I was working on. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I, I left and, and did it. And right. It's and brilliant. Um, the game you're working on is a game called Abandoned Ship. Correct. Uh, how long had you been carrying the idea for? Um, I think it's it had been bubbling in the back of my mind for quite a while. It wasn't until I left that it really, really started to take shape and increase in scope in a lot of ways. But... Um, you're more. a producer. That shouldn't oh, be happening. Right. Say, yeah. Did you? Did you, did you just put in Trello? <laughs> yeah, have idea. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, I think part of the reason for that is everything I was doing, I was finding was successful, and it was you know we got some funding from the UK Games Fund as okay. well, which is massively oversubscribed, and and the bar for that was so high. Yeah. Um, so to get that funding was was really good as well. So, yeah, it kind of. Um, it's it's only increased in scope because I feel like it's that's what the game needs yeah, yeah. to kind of really justify it. You should tell everybody about it. Uh, so it's most succinctly described as FTL meets Master and Commander. Um, you take command of your, your ship and her crew and you explore this procedurally generated world from the tropics to Arctic. And it's kind of framed in this... Um, uh, you know, you see those beautiful kind of uh, Age of Sail naval oil paintings. Yeah. It's got that art style, um, which has, seems to have gone down very, very well. And um, the, the the world's quite dynamic, so the environment changes and, uh, you know, people you meet on your quests might become friends or foes that might later on help or hinder you. And uh, the, the other kind of interesting wrinkle about the, the game is that it's... Um, uh, normally, those sorts of games, if your your vessel, your ship is destroyed, that's it. It's it's game over. But of course, that doesn't make much sense when you're on the sea. So, um, for us, ship destruction is not the end. You can uh, you can end up on your lifeboat uh, or stranded alone in the water, surrounded by sharks. That's not the best situation to be in. <laughs> but you can get back and climb your way back up. Basically, as long as the captain is alive, which is you, there's always a way back to the top. How many of you are making this? And you, you keep using. Uh, so at the moment, there's me plus four others. Okay. And are they? Are they? Do they jump ship as well? Sorry, that's a pun you're going to hear a lot. Oh. Of, I'd imagine when people review it <laughs> for, for the last good. ten months. Yeah, I bet. I've been living, living nautical, yeah. nautical puns. I don't know if it's because it's a really common thing in like our, our language, as it's uh, we're right. island yeah, nation, yeah. strong naval traditions, yeah. etc. Or it's just because I'm making a naval game that I'm just... You see it everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So I there's the three others then? Uh, so uh, four others. Uh, four others, sorry. Um, there are some ex-colleagues. Uh, the most recent one that joined was uh, an ex-colleague from years ago, but he left to... I think the last game he did was Quantum Break, but he, he was the lead audio on uh, Alien Isolation, which right. he won a BAFTA for. So cool. yeah, it was great to, to work with him again because yeah. I knew, A, he was a very, very good guy, but obviously he, he's gone to do a lot of very good things as well. So, uh, yeah, everybody I'm working with, whether it's people I've, I've worked with from the past or, or new people that I've found, is, uh, really feels like uh, experienced people at the top of their game. So I feel quite, I don't believe in luck, but I feel, <laughs> um, you know, like a the stars are aligning to kind of deliver yeah. on this the promise of this game you're you're 10 months in then yep when's it gonna be ready uh 2017 okay same year as red dead redemption i know right five mm. or whatever it is um how's it how's it been going then so um you, you know often it's it's the, as you say it's the dream to go from either to sort of start and make your own indie game having never done it before or seeing you know how the indie scene has, has rised and uh want a piece of action so how's it been 
it is both the toughest and best thing I've ever done in my career. And, you know, working in games is, is tough, right? Yeah. And I think because I'm so used to uh, being in a team where I can have a specialist do something and I can say, right, uh, Mr. X or Miss X, you go and do your thing and you deliver it back and it'll be awesome. Of course, being an indie with smaller resources available, you have to kind of jump around a lot. And that's especially true of, of myself as well. So I've learned so much in such a short space of time, really, that um, it's a fantastic learning experience. But at the same time, I'm very glad through kind of my experience and contacts that I've built up in the time before that I'm, I'm doing this. And I have the best admiration for anybody that goes into indie straight out of university or even uh, indie developers that are essentially one-man bands because that is, you know, a level of, of commitment and quality and experience that is just unimaginable to me. <laughs> what, uh, what do you think the biggest challenge is at the moment then for the indie scene? Saturation. Uh-huh. It is quite easy for uh, making a, a certain level of, of game now. And, of course, particularly with things like Steam Greenlight, which... Much has been written about how well oversaturated it is, um, that it's, it's difficult to stand out now. Part of the reason why I wanted to do the art style that we've gone for is that people are very visual. I know if I'm scrolling through a website or Steam Greenlight or whatever, if something doesn't grab my attention in a half second, that's it, I've, I've gone past it. And the visuals were a good way to do that. Fitting with the theme and tone of the game was actually a, a very nice sort of combination that's worked out very well. Um, but I, you know, for, for people that don't have the resources to do that, it's it's tough for them to stand out. You have to make something that's exceptional quality, and even then, you're not. Well, there's no guarantees of success, yeah, yeah. I suppose. I guess, um, and, and part of that is that you, you know uh, you, you describe the game as FTL meets, and there've been a couple of those already. I think there are a few more. Yeah, there's in, in again. The, that's a very very popular theme. So it's about finding the things that stand out for you. What do you What do you think it is about the subject matter that you've picked? Um, strangely, there's there's been nothing, and I don't understand why, but there's n- been no sort of FTL meets that sort of age of sale ships in in quite the way that we're doing it. I've often noticed that with popular uh, indie games, that then people kind of, and obviously there's there's more to our game, but people love to pigeonhole things, right? right. Myself included. Um, but sometimes people concentrate on certain aspects of the game so we've focused on an area which other people haven't done i'm sure there are other examples out there if you look deep enough um but yeah some of the other things we've done like the dynamic world because most of the time apart from these worlds being procedurally generated they're they're generally quite static um but for us you know if you follow a certain quest chain a port could fall into um you know enemy hands or um you know maybe uh volcanoes could rise from where they weren't before and things like that sounds Um, a bit sunless sea-ish there is sunless sea exploration like elements it's not as i mean tonally it's it's uh it's a tough world to to live Mm. in so it's not kind of uh parts of the caribbean yahara mihati style (laughs) pirates uh definitely want to kind of veer away from from that because it's more kind of hence the master and commander reference um so it's it's not uh it is dark not in a sort of gothic dark way that sunless sea is but again fantastic game 
put many hours into that. I, I'm, I'm hearing Sid Meier's Pirates, which, uh, yeah, which similarly, I mean, I guess that was almost like a roguelike, although uh, it wasn't procedurally generated, but you could set sail, something could happen, then you'd be washed up on shore and you'd have to start again all over. And Yeah, Sid Meier's Pirates, I mean, that's that's your kind of atyp- uh, your typical jaunty pirates yeah, setting. Like and. That. It's it's a really fun game to play. It's strange that game because they do so much and they just uh, a lot of it's just mini games. But I think because it's so fun to play and the tone is is quite fun, you kind of get swept along in it and just uh, enjoy it for what it is. So yeah, Sid Meier's Pirates is a very very good game. Um, It probably has fewer influences on us than like say Sunless Sea right. or FTL because right. this is your uh, your personal opus have you thought about putting your name in the title <laughs> if it works for Sid you know what that would definitely suit it worked for Gary's my mod, grandeurs of vision <laughs> yeah. I think the trouble is that the name Gary's kind of been sullied for us in recent years I mean there's only so much that the Linekers and Barlows and Birchals right. of this world okay. can do after what Glitter has done for us so <laughs> Good. That took an unexpected turn <laughs> towards it. <laughs> right, so uh, you're giving yourself a 12-month window, uh, 2017. Uh, just coming out on PC or are you coming out on consoles as well? Uh, so it's going to be PC. Um, we're going to make sure that we, we nail that. Uh, then we'll probably expand it out to kind of Linux and Mac OS. It's the sort of game that could work on tablet so that is a potential for the future but certainly just focusing on pc for now great well best luck with it and uh, do come back on when you've got more to talk about yes yes hello i'm sega badawi and welcome to one life left local news residents of gotham are being traumatized by people dressing up as the joker apparently Some pranksters believe it to be funny to put on a clown mask and stand silently outside houses. Commissioner Gordon has come out strongly against this, saying, The whole point of the Joker is that he's loud and brash, so being quiet is totally against the whole ethos of the character and is a bit two-faced. Oh wait, that's Harvey Dent. Billionaire playboy Bruce Wayne surprisingly defended the clowns. He believed that kids these days are too mollycoddled and need to have some scares in their life. He also pointed out that he was an orphan by age five and he grew up to be a fully functioning member of society who owns shark repellent bat spray. Thanks and back to your usual programming. Letters. Absolutely perfect week this week, listeners. Thank you so much. Didn't have to ask for any letters at all. I was tempted to, uh, well, actually I was hopeful that, um, hoping that someone would email late on in the day and we could just ignore it. <laughs> got I had got too, too many. But Anne's got two letters if she could stop playing Pokemon Go. Oh, I just got my buddy. Uh, dear team and SSG, due to uh, all the not-so-subliminal advertising, I downloaded Pixelgrams the other day. Oh, thank you. It is jolly good fun, but it did get me wondering, what with all the cats and chiptunes and 8-bit Taylor Swift references, is that what it's like inside Steve's head all the time. And 100%. Sean from Hove. Thank you, Sean. That is, 
That is exactly what it is like being in my brain. Hello team, hello SSG, writes friend of the show, Weasel Spoon, Robert Wells. He goes on to say, My friend Joss Moore found himself on the west side of America in the glorious sunshine recently. He did what any self-respecting gamer would do. He rented a bright red convertible sports car and sped off down the coast pretending he was in Outrun. What game would you like to recreate in real life? What game location would you like to go to in person if it were real? Pip-Pip Roberts. No, there's a good question, isn't it? Yeah. Any walking sim is a good one because that's all you go. You go. You go to the walking sims for the good views and the nice. Yeah, but they're normally a bit scary, aren't they? I mean, yes. everybody's gone to the rapture. You want to go there, but <laughs> mm. um, I'm going to uh, Jamaica. Didn't know she went to her own accord in January, and I'm really hoping. I've never been there before to the Caribbean. I'm really hoping it's going to be exactly like Mario Sunshine. Have you cleared this with HR? Yes. What are you doing in Jamaica? She went over. It's over Christmas. I leave on New Year's Eve, so Creepy Resonance is closed. Then (laughs) she went of her own accord. Okay. What are you doing over there? Uh, holiday, basically. Are you? A beach holiday? I can't imagine yeah. you in a beach holiday. But <laughs> now I am. I quite like it. Let's all take a moment. <laughs> if you're listening to the show, just pause. <laughs> Welcome Steve back. rubbing coconut oil into his <laughs> torch. And everyone else's. Yeah. Morgan Adams writes, Dear team and super special guest, I was listening to the podcast of your radio show and was struck by the thoughts raised by the email from former SSG Lupine. To recap, our wolf-like chum thinks that the emails can occasionally be a little wordy. I instantly resolved to bear this in mind when corresponding with our favourite radio show. Anyway, all that aside, my question is this. Have you played Res Infinite? It looks ace. There's a Res, Res VR suit too, although I think Mizuguchi isn't a sharer. Mm. I've not played it yet. I've played many VR games. No. I've not played it. It's got shooting in it, but I'm looking forward to it. Gary, got a letter? Uh, so I apologise if it's uh, mispronounced for the name, but uh, Sally Pierre Lamy. Yeah, that would yeah, perfect. Uh, so hey, uh, team and super special guest, I popped a Pokemon, a purple flower mushroom-looking fella, into a gym a month ago, and it is still there. It is in a national trust place in North Wales. Looking at a few other national national trust places, they all seem to have really well defended gyms. Mm. What's your best slash longest Pokemon gym experiences? Well, Anne's doing it now. I oh, know, but I haven't stepped up to gyms yet. I've I have only done, just got my buddy. I've done no gym work at all. And it I've shows. just been. As you'll see in Jamaica. <laughs> hey! <laughs> I've just been walking Mr. Mime around town and it's been lovely. Thanks. You got one more letter? Yep. Dear Team and SSG, I've been trying to learn some Chinese lately, so I've been looking at ways to gamify the learning to make it feel less like work and more like fun. I know there's a lot of ways out there to learn things whilst playing games, whether it's Duolingo or games like Human Resource Machine, but so far, I don't think I've found the right one for me. Have any of you ever tried to gamify something in your life, and if so, how'd it go? Love and kisses, Chris Stewart. I tried that, learning a language with Duolingo, and, and yeah, I, the, gamif- the gamifying stuff seems interesting at first, but then you realise it's just sort of cynical, really. It's just teaching you. I think well. games can be, can be really, really useful in solving problems, uh, not in, in the reality as broken way, but in a, in a, I would like to say, slightly more sophisticated way, 
Um, I, I genuinely did this with karaoke and carrier cards. And that was a case of using a game mechanic to fix a problem. And it does successfully solve the problems in karaoke. It does bring new people in and make the experience more whole, more uh, inclusive. So I do think you know it's a it's a valuable thing. Um, I, I I just think the, 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 maybe I've been using the wrong ones, one, but where they just go, hey, that's awesome for doing something. I saw an advert on the train the other day where someone where uh, doing your expenses. <laughs> it was like, hey, do your expenses feel awesome? I'm like, you should have better aspirations yeah. than that. But also in um, I found uh, you know I started running again and uh, not going to the gym, but going, but running. You, you'll like be able to tell in January <laughs> uh, and. I found, you know, Strava is, is really, really useful at just generally, you know, comparing times against myself and against other people in the neighbourhood. Um, so, yeah, again, I, I would say that is using games. It's not self-invented. I think people but. do it a lot in everyday life without thinking about mm. it. I mean, just when the question was asked, I was kind of thinking, well, actually... If I want my kids to do something and they're not, I just say, right, it's a race to you know, get your pyjamas on, go! And then suddenly, there you go. We, we, we used, who can, who can clean their teeth the longest with Dexter? Ah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he fell for it every time. <laughs> He's still there. Still, no, well, 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 we used it recently, yeah. Good, uh, thank you for all of your letters mm-hmm. this week. We're going to try this again next yes, week. Yes, well done, everybody. So well. Please email. Team at onelifelove.com I'm Rob Beer. And this is Confessions of a Part-Time Gamer. Every now and then, I have a daydream about a game that doesn't exist. It's my one that got away. It all comes down to one Amiga Power demo disc. It featured a sensible soccer game that let you play England versus Germany in three different eras. In the green and white of 1986, in the monochrome of 1966, and in a war-torn 1944, they replaced the ball with a bomb. One of the images on the cover art for the disc looked like it contained 20 or so people dressed in red, huddled together in a circle. I became convinced that this was an American football formation, and that therefore the disc must contain a hidden, sensible American football mode somewhere. I just needed to find it. I approached this puzzle like the world's worst hacker, one whose understanding of hacking was entirely constructed of children's books, as mine was at the time. I stared aimlessly at files and folders and the gibberish code that they contained. But when my search found me wanting, I took to outright fantasy to survive. I reckon I completed about 30 seasons of that non-existent game in my head across the years. It's a bit tragic, isn't it? We'll just wait. I was about 16 when I found the disc again. I stared at it and those daydreams came flooding back to me. Looking at it through the eyes of experience, though, I could see the image for what it was. There was no fourth mode hidden on that disc. The picture didn't depict 20 men huddled in a circle. It was a still image of an explosion from the 1944 bomb mode. They weren't men, they were sprites of flame. I thought I was seeing life in motion, and all that was there was the void of destruction. Well, that's what I thought when I was 16. Maybe there's still a twist left in the tale. Kickstarter, anyone? Thanks, Rob. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> you caught the end of something outrageous. <laughs> Good. Uh, you're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We are a video game radio show, and we have been doing this for ten years. I want to say ten glorious years. Some of them weren't glorious. Well, the other day, Facebook 
uh, reminding me in the way that Facebook did that seven years ago, seven years ago, this week we won an award. Whoa! Oh. Happy anniversary. Had a photo seven of years. us on stage. You, you didn't have your glasses Didn't have my glasses on. Surprised. I know. Surprised. <laughs> Is that what <laughs> Blew you did? Blew off. Yeah, it was, a, it was an amazing night, wasn't it? That? It, was it was a great. really, really good Being night. Nice to be recognised. Really yeah. Nice yeah. to be recognised. Uh, those of you who listened to the show last week will know that this week uh, was also the the week of the Games Media Awards. Oh, right. It's nice to be recognised. It's it? nice to be recognised. <laughs> nice and we were nominated for the 10th year in a, in a row. 10th year. Um, which is delightful. It is Thank great. You. It was Thank, yeah. I mean, it is wonderful to be recognised. We it? want nothing more than a nomination. <laughs> we don't. Apart from... <laughs> I suppose there is one, one thing, more. Exactly. <laughs> one thing we want more than a nomination. A nomination. Yeah. But it's nice to be recognised. It is it's nice, nice to be recognised. So we went along to the awards hopeful. ceremony. Hopeful. Hopeful. Met there. Um, you know, enjoyed a couple of drinks. Couple sat in a little couple drink. of liveners. A couple of liveners. <laughs> Had a had a chat. Who did we chat to there? We chatted to. Oh, we had some excellent secrets from uh, Tom Copeland's, didn't we? He told us yeah. something that made me cheered me up. Tom, chat to Chris as well. <laughs> <Chatted> to Chris. <laughs> we gossiped, gossiped we about did. the video game industry, and then it became time for the award ceremony. Who was hosting? Uh, the Simon Miller project. He was hosting, wasn't he? And he, he rattled through the awards. You don't know the score. Gave some chuffing. Gave some bants <laughs> into the yeah. audience. I thought he did a good job, actually. Yeah, it's a little difficult. bit back and forth. Very, very difficult room yeah. to perform very to. Very difficult room. But then came the moment. The moment. Yeah, it was a bit oh. like that, wasn't it? That's Christmas Day! And fortunately, for you, our listeners, fortunately, someone. Press, press record on their phone so you can hear what it was like to be with the One Life Left team at that moment. Here we go. Hey, here we go. Here we go. Is this us? No, that's yes. not us. We're not. Wait, we're YouTubers now. I've not been on YouTube. Wait, Simon, this is us. No, it's streamer. We streamed. We streamed. Are you streamers? We did try it. We did it four times. Four times. Can you help? All right, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, it's it's us. Us. It's us. This is it. This is our moment. Everything is about to change. <laughs> yes. Yes. This is it. Contestant, right. This is us. Here we go. Here we go. This is it, guys. Prepare for a fight. This one never goes down well. The winner of the best radio slash podcast at this award ceremony is. Final game! What the f? Robbed. I'm not having this. This is garbage. Who is that? <laughs> Thanks so much. Yeah. I mean, it is lovely to be recognised. Really nice to be recognised. Um, what is interesting in there is uh, someone mentioned a streaker. Mm. Oh, yeah, Which, right, yeah. Considering what happened later in the evening. 
That's true. Yeah, I, you know, I'd forgotten about that until uh, I was. Yeah, I was reminded the following day. Yeah, yeah. not now. I was. I'll be. Yeah, once I was reminded, I've, I've been unable to shake that image from my. We had a streaker. We yeah, did during we the karaoke. Someone... So disgusted were they with final games winning yeah. best podcast, yeah, which is what they are. We often joke on the show about it being tops off a clock, yeah. uh, but this was bottoms off a clock. <laughs> but only bottoms off. Just and it bottoms. was, and it did seem to last for about an hour as well. It was, it was, Do uh, you know, the, uh, the low light for me was the roly-poly. <laughs> I know, it's, there's no way of doing a dignified no. roly-poly, is um, there? Clothed or un, it, it was, it, un- inelegant, I would say. Do we know who it was? No, I still don't know who it was. Someone, and I don't know if this is true or not, but someone to, someone claimed to me, and it may not have been, but someone claimed to me that it was someone from Indigo Pearl. Ah, well, I heard, and I think this is true, that it was the host of Final Games. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, that wasn't the only award of the evening, no, of course. Ah. You know, there was, uh, there was another award, very, very, the Blue Ribbon Award, the right. most important award of the yeah. night, was for um, Best Trade Publication, I think, is that right? No. Team, 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 best team. team, team, best team. That's right, best team. Um, and uh, you know, many of our friends were up for this award. Yeah. Uh, and you know, obviously torn with yeah. the uh, with the uh, who we wanted to win. It's tough. But this was also uh, recorded. This one's important. It feels like to be mentioned that this one is important. And the final I like Edge, I used to work for Edge, but not right for me this year. Eurogamer, we love them, we used to be on Eurogamer. Games Ride are always been enemies. Games what? Games what? Games what? Egan? Egan. Yes, Kotaku! 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 That's a long name. So, in many ways, we did win. Yep. It's nice yeah. to be recognised. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, so th- very, you know, thanks to Kotaku, uh, Team of the Year, which I suppose we are part oh, of. Yeah, yeah I'd have thought know. so. I mean, why else would she be thanking us? Yeah. Would have been strange to do that thanks, otherwise. Yeah, so, thank you very much, Keza, uh, for that moment. Shall we... Uh, we should probably play a bit of music, shouldn't we, to, <laughs> to compose ourselves. <laughs>
That's another brilliant piece of chip music. This is Toaster Pastries. Matthew, uh, thank you very much to chipmusic.org for their brilliant music. Uh, you should visit that website. So, what time is it, Anne? It's just gone 10 to 8 on Earlier. Monday the 17th. Earlier. When you read the news out, yeah. you know you read time, you do a time check to yeah. start the news? Yeah. You said it was four minutes past seven. Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah. It was definitely not. Yeah. Do you want to know a secret? Yeah. I've been saying four minutes past seven <laughs> for ten years. <laughs> oh, really? I think at the beginning I, I actually checked and then um, past couple of years I've just gone, nah. Right. He knows about the scoring, right? Well, you'd hope so. <laughs> That's really interesting. That's interesting. That's something I didn't know. I yeah. didn't know that. I thought you learned something new. That was my own little joke for myself. It's good. The award-nominated One Life Left. Mm. Every year. Okay, are we ready for reviews? Let's do it. Let's do reviews. Okay. Who wants to start? Why don't you go, Steve? Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, today, I've been playing VR table tennis uh, on the Vive. And I've forgotten what the name of the game... I think it's called Eleven. In fact, it is called Eleven. It's a table ten- tennis simulator. I was really, really impressed with how well it does that. Uh, I was only marginally worse at VR table tennis than I am at real table Did tennis. Did you get dressed up? Uh, Shorts and vest. I always get dressed up in <laughs> VR, because you don't know who's looking at you, so you have to be careful. Uh, so, yeah, that was good. Seven out of ten. Um, last night, I found a little uh, indie game... Uh, that doesn't involve shooting uh, so I thought I'd give that a shot it was called Opus The Day We Found Earth uh, it's a little like a lot of indie games very very simple sort of puzzle game with a slightly sad narrative attached this time Aww. of a woman and a robot looking for Earth and um, the game is super super simple you just have to locate a star using the clues given on a galaxy map so basically says up and a bit to the left then it goes warmer 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 and then you click on it and you find the find the star you give it a name and you go back get a bit more of the story it was really really nice gentle experience quite enjoyed it the story was sweet enough um, two notable things one on game design front the thing that spoiled it a little bit for me with the transitions we talked about Virginia uh, a yeah. couple of weeks ago about how that game's almost entirely made by the editing or the, the cuts um, this game was made into a bit of a chore by those same transitions. They just all took slightly too long, slowed it down unreasonably. Uh, the game itself was over in about, I think, about an hour and a half. But I just felt it was a bit tiresome because of that. Secondly, like so many indie games these days, it's got almost no downloads and no one's found it at all. Uh, which is the same because a lot of love has gone into it. And I, 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 you know, really like the aesthetic and the, the team have made it. I like the idea behind it as well. So please check it out, like if you've got a moment, because maybe you'll like it. Maybe and you will. These sort of games need calling out, I think. Um, also, I've been playing a lot of Soccer Bond still, uh, which is just such a brilliant, brilliant, pure puzzle game. Both of those games, 7 out of 10. Good stuff. Simon? Well, uh, I've been uh, trying to... I've had a lot of time on the VR, so I, 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 I'm going to update these. I played Battlezone briefly. Yeah. Very, very uh, uh, impressive when you come out 
when the view gets taken back from the tank and you see the world for the first time. Uh, I've only played it very, very briefly, so I uh, can't, can't score that quite yet. No. Uh, VR Worlds, um, yeah, that's that's all right. Uh, the Luge is fun. London Heist is fun. Uh, Scavenger made me feel sick. I played a lot of demos. I uh, will update the two. But the one I've... I've oh, an Eve Valkyrie. Oh my god! Um, yeah, spaceships. Uh, when you shot out of your launch pipe uh, into the huge uh, multiplayer space combat game, um, I'm only level five on that, so I don't feel qualified to judge that either. Um, What's so, that like if you're spinning around lots and doing? Well, because you don't have the ground, it's not so bad. It's only okay. when you realise that the spaceships should be one way up that I felt a little bit ill. Uh, but the one I do want to talk about uh, is Batman: Arkham VR. Um, uh, so that's what I have finished and uh, yeah once I played it sober and worked yeah, out that it's good. absolutely obvious uh, how to move the story on um, so it's developed by Rocksteady it is um, I, th- I think it would be wrong to describe it as a game really it has got sort of vague puzzle ele- elements but um, it's more of an experience I think you should think of it almost as a uh, a room um, like those room escape things although this one does zip you around Gotham uh, the idea is you uh, Robin and Nightwing have gone missing good I thought because I don't <laughs> like them but uh, but you have to find out where they are and yeah it's spectacular it starts obviously because it's a Batman story with Bruce's spoilers Bruce's parents getting murdered again because uh, <laughs> you know because you have to see that um, although you're t- the, the, although the view in VR is tiny uh, so you so you're actually playing as a little uh, li- li- as a little boy uh, you then you go through uh, into the back you suit up you've got your hands in front of you if you're using the move controllers then they become back gloves and then you see yourself in the mirror as the Batman and you can move around and it's absolutely brilliant um, and then yeah you move on uh, you, you find out what's been going on yeah and it ends it's, it's a short story it's a Batman short story um, and a really 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 brilliant way to tell it um, like I say last about an hour long I think it's a, if you're going to sh- use mo- uh, PlayStation VR to show people the capabilities of it this is the perfect one to do um it's got some replayability value but uh, not a huge amount 15 quid uh yeah it's 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 an almost essential purchase i would say seven out of ten very good uh, i've been playing pokemon go right yeah it's yes, brilliant we um yeah i just got back into it and i'm i'm continue to really enjoy it that's not what i'm really reviewing though I've done that before seven out of ten uh what i am reviewing is really bad chess oh, oh yeah is that gage's new one yes um, so it, it, it's got a brilliant opener uh, where it goes, "Hi, um, how are you at chess? Um, I don't. I, I'm really good at chess. Uh, I'm really bad at chess. I don't understand chess at all." So I was like, "Well, I don't actually understand chess at all. I've never played it before." So you click on that. I clicked on that, and um, it told me to go and read up on a, a bit on chess. It gave me a, a link to a website where I could learn some stuff about chess. So I went and I, I learned a little bit about chess, and then I came back and I said. All right, I know a little bit about chess now. Uh, And then went into it. So it um, gives you a random board with random pieces. Um, And then, yeah, you just play with those pieces. Those pieces can move as they could in chess, but obviously because they're all uh, random, they're in different places, and you're trying to move them around, and uh, you're playing against the AI. Um, And, yeah, I learnt. I learnt more about chess than I have ever... So I know now more about chess than I've ever known. I know how some of the pieces move and how you might have to think ahead. Um, (laughs) Congratulations. uh, I won my first game and I haven't won since then. So Uh, it's not, you know, it's good. It's good. I'm learning. Seven out of ten. Gary. So uh, recently I did something with the team uh, where... 
it's a Walking Dead Apocalypse game and you go into a big warehouse where there's people dressed up as zombies uh, and you get big heavy machine guns that recoil as you fire and the zombie actors have little sensors on their necks and heads and you go around and basically live the uh, the Walking Dead apocalypse, apocalypse dream and uh, it is over quite quickly but it is a lot of fun it helped confirm to me that actually I would die very quickly in the <laughs> zombie apocalypse because um as I would investigate every kind of nook and cranny, my team just ran off all the time. <laughs> so I would be that guy that would die first. But it was still really, really good fun, um, even though it was over quite quickly, and I would give it 7 out of 10. Great. Very Fantastic. good. Good. Uh, thanks for coming in, Gary. Thank you very much. Hope you enjoyed it. Yes. Very yes. much looking forward to seeing how you get on in the future. Yeah, well, we launch our uh, green light campaign in a couple of weeks. Okay. Uh, how so can we follow you? Us. So if you go to at Game Abandoned Ship and uh, on the website, if you uh, look at abandonedshipgame.com and uh, check out the details on there, you can get your name in the game. Ooh. Good stuff. Okay. Best of luck. Does that mean we're going to be in the game? If you go to the website and follow uh, the so I'm no sure. Results. I guess no. We're going to do that. <laughs> so... Oh, well. But thank you anyway. Mm, yeah. No problems. Good. Uh, Any other in, business? Have fun in Sweden. Yeah, if you're in Sweden on I'm Friday, not... then we'll be in Sweden on Friday. Mm. Look out. We'll be doing uh, Marioki in At a bit. Sweden that... Game Conference. Yeah, that's right. Good. Uh, until then. Until, then. until next week. We'll, we'll uh, see Marioki, you bye. 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 We're more than life left, not Marioki. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>